Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonado. The Black Knight Nation podcast is brought to you by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company run by Joe Ross, who's a former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, uh, former Army officer, and um, a guest on the Black Knight Nation podcast. If you uh, check out our YouTube channel, you'll find Joe Ross's uh, podcast. You'll also find a podcast that we had on with Brian Riley, Army hockey coach, also former Army fullback, Sam McCoy. And today, cool to have on Army uh, men's lacrosse coach Joe Abarisi uh, joining us right before um, his uh, home opener tomorrow against uh, Coach. Thanks so much for hopping on with us. Self, thank you for uh, for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a while. I think the last time I talked to you was a couple of years back. Um, Might have been even a pandemic year. And now this year is um, for you guys. You just started off the season against UMass last weekend. Um, want to ask you about your team what you what you think i know one game in it might be hard to tell but what do you think you might have this year because i know i was doing some research on your senior class from last year and all the experience you had and all the goals they scored and all the games they played but there are some guys coming back from that team that had some good had good seasons last year so i was wondering you know what, what's your early uh thoughts on this team yeah uh Sal, you're you're right on. We did. We lost a lot from last year. It was a tremendous senior class. Uh, Fifteen guys played and impacted uh, on game day Saturdays, uh, including some of our all-time best. So uh, this this fall, uh, starting back in the fall, there was there was a lot of openings around positions and and uh, have been very excited by this group and continue to be, even though we came up short on 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 Saturday. Uh, very, con- uh, very excited about the this the continued improvement our guys have shown um, the new faces and the way they've stepped forward. And as you uh, alluded to earlier, uh, the the some of the returning guys and and you know referencing uh, I'm certain Jake Morin, uh, who was a Patriot League uh, all Patriot League midfielder last year and and uh, has been a captain for us this season and and done a terrific job a couple goals in the in the very first game Reese Burek, uh, Paul Johnson are a couple of the returning guys on on the offensive end that we're going to be relying on heavily um uh, they had very good years last year uh, as sophomores and you know they just got to continue continue to expand their role and then when you look on the defensive end uh, AJ Pilot who was uh, all league as a freshman last year is 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 the cornerstone defensively but a lot of uh, new names and faces down there but but talented players coach yeah, uh, if I, hey, um, Seth, how you doing good good new goalie right uh, talk about that yeah uh, Knox Dent is 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 a senior uh, uh, from Colorado and he he is he has uh, played the backup role. Wyatt Schupler was a was a three year starter. Uh, Knox was his backup. We we gained a lot of confidence in Knox uh, throughout his time here. In particular, last year, Seth, uh, as the backup, he's getting a lot of reps with the first team guys, um, and and he was terrific. And if if Wyatt was to go down or be injured we would have had full confidence to to insert Knox there. So uh, going into this fall, it was a very uh, strong goalie competition. Knox early on began to show himself as that guy. And, um, and, and in, in the opener, 
against UMass, played very well, had nine saves. Uh, there was a there was a part of the of the second quarter where potentially could the game could have gotten away from us. And Knox came up with three or four really big saves. So great student of the game, Seth, guy that that is always looking to get better. Good athlete out of the cage, throws a good outlet pass, and and uh, again a good for his even though he's a senior is his very, uh, very first game inexperienced player. Um, he, you know, he showed well there and I know big things are ahead for him this season. Okay. Thank you. So gotcha. my math might be off on this, but um, you, did you start three freshmen against UMass? It seemed like you had some young guys in there. Um, Evan Plunkett, uh, Gunnar Fellows and John Sullivan in there. I mean, talk about those guys uh, for their first game and how they, they uh, perform. Right, so we've we've got a really good freshman class uh, in there. So there's a lot of talent within that group. But but uh, the three that you mentioned are guys that uh, are ready to um, you know have been ready to 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 help us right away. And and you know I'll start with Evan Plunkett, really dynamic, athletic midfielder, two way guy, um, two handed player, great change of direction. He, he is going to be one of the best that's played here uh, under my time. He is a terrific, terrific player um, and uh, a great student at a game, uh, a hell of a football player uh, down in Atlanta uh, last year, 7A football conference player of the year as, as a 5'10", 180-pound player, defensive guy, just a playmaker, playmaker, just just any and, and he takes it to, to the lacrosse field, really um, – you know, really impressed with him. Uh, in, incredible athletic IQ on top of being a, a very good athlete. So, um, and uh, uh, so Evan was running in the first line. Johnny Sullivan is uh, interestingly enough, Sal, uh, AJ Pilot became the first close defenseman uh, to start for, for uh, Army in my time here uh, as a freshman. Um, and that was, uh, so, you know, over a course of 17 years, he was the only guy to do that. And now Johnny's doing it a second year in a row, uh, for us and, uh, very deserving of it. Uh, excellent athlete, um, a good sense of the game and, and very good skills. And then, uh, and then, uh, Gunner Fellows has been a guy that, that has, uh, um, really impressed us. I'm not sure that we knew what we were getting when we got him. Um, we are certainly excited, but but has has a really great understanding of the game and and um, showed well throughout the fall. Was kind of in that third fourth uh, spot. We had an injury, um, um, and uh, you know Gunner has stepped up and and again as he gets more comfortable in that spot, I think he's going to play really well off of Reese and Paul Johnson. Coach, coach, um, in the UMass game, uh, I think you guys ran into a hot goalie, right? Uh, uh, I think Army outshot UMass by quite a bit. Uh, shots on goal too. Um, so uh, I, I, mean, I was pretty impressed with the offensive performance of Army. Of course, not scoring the goals uh, hurt us and uh, hurt the team. Uh, what do you think about that? Was it a hot goalie that you ran into there? Yeah, Seth, we've got a lot to build off of uh, uh, with that. Uh, you know, our programs. Uh, well beyond any sort of moral victories or, you know, attaboys, that kind of stuff. I mean, we, we're going in and, and we want to win them all. Uh, but I do believe that there, there, there's a lot that we, a lot of 
a lot of winning moments in that game. And one of them was the pressure that we did put on the goal. Um, 19 saves in our sport, that's, that is a, typically goalies are averaging 12 to 14, maybe. Um, now, to that very talented player, uh, the UMass goalie, I think we can do better, Seth, to, to uh, up, upgrade the quality of shots that we were taking. Um, getting more into the middle of the field, being a little more confrontational as Dodgers, um, a little bit, I, I believe, was maybe first game jitters because there were so many new faces and new guys playing that we were playing maybe not to make a mistake in some situations. But with all that being said, uh, 46 shots, 19, 19 saves by goalie, um, I think it speaks well for us offensively. And, and, and the other part of it is – is uh, back to our face-off game. Will Coletti, who was amongst the nation's best last year, uh, was the uh, number one face-off guy in the country amongst freshmen uh, last year and, and maybe top 14 overall in percentage. He was a dominant player, and uh, he was able to repeatedly get the ball back for us. Um, and uh, so that was a big part of it. We cleared the ball with uh, outstanding efficiency. And uh, we rode the ball back. So as they were trying to get the ball out of their end, our attackmen and and you know our riding game was able to to create some repossessions for us. So uh, all of that helped us, uh, uh, you know, uh, have that much have that many shots. Um, but there's still a lot of room for for to become more efficient. And and uh, 19 saves. Those are tough games to win when the goalie has 19 saves. Yeah, so happen again. Well, Army has the usual tough schedule. Um, of course, you uh, uh, you don't have Syracuse this year, which is my alma mater, but uh, you do have replace it with probably a better team in Cornell. Um, and I think Cornell was on there last year, but uh, no Syracuse, but Cornell. You have uh, Rutgers, of course, this week. I think rated number eight this uh, uh, at this point. And then you know the uh, the Patriot League, in my opinion, is a um, a pretty good conference that doesn't get enough coverage and enough uh, respect out there. Um, uh, Laurel, Marymount, uh, Laurel, Mount, Laurel, Maryland, rather. Um, of course, um, Bucknell is good. Lehigh is good. Uh, Navy is always a tough game. Uh, Boston University is always uh, probably the, the best team in the conference, along with Army. Uh, talk about uh, going into the Rutgers game now. What does the future hold? What do you What do you see? Yeah. So. So. Uh... You know, tough opener, and we have over the last 12 years played UMass in that opener, and and uh, they have continually been amongst the nation's best, and uh, and now we move into Rutgers, who who is even more talented, um, very deserving of their top 10 ranking. I will say, Seth, I don't mean to jump on your alma mater, but uh, that wasn't our decision to no longer play Syracuse. Uh, we went up there every year, and and. Uh, uh, we were extremely disappointed that they wanted to end uh, that uh, relationship with us, um, much much to our... Uh, is that a one-time thing or is that uh, permanent for, for now? Uh, you know, for right now with a new coaching staff, they haven't talked about uh, uh, playing us again. So um, I was uh, unable to, to, to do anything with the 24, uh, 23 schedule, but uh, we did, um, we have a, a deal in place with North Carolina. Uh, for 24 and 25. So, um, you know, we, we have uh, in this program have really prided ourselves on playing the very best and not just playing them. I think that there's a, there's a strong track record 
of of winning against the very best. And and our our goal, and even with all the changeover, our goal still remains to be a national champion. And the way you do it is is by playing a a really strong out of conference schedule. And and Rutgers clearly fits that bill. Cornell, um, you know, those are two teams uh, that were in the Final Four last year. Um, I'm not sure there's any other programs at West Point that can talk that way about playing two two Final Four teams from the previous year, um, amongst others. And then uh, you're right on with the Patriot League. The the um, uh, Loyola uh, last weekend just beat the number one team in the country in Maryland or number two, doesn't matter, I guess, whatever poll it was, beat them by five. Uh, and uh, so Loyola has kind of been the standard bearer. That's been a team that we faced in the Patriot League championship uh, on, th- I think, three different occasions. Um, uh, Navy uh, has a terrific program and a great tradition. Lehigh, another team that that uh, we've we've battled in the in the conference championship uh, in recent years. And then Boston uh, is a, is a is a program that uh, uh, is only. Let's see now. It's probably uh, nine years in existence, but uh, has has a lot going for it. And we're uh, we're, we're uh, our conference champion last year. They beat us in the conference championship. So uh, just terrific uh, teams that 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 get after each other, but do very well uh, on the national stage also. And and uh, in my time here. I believe eight of the nine teams in the Patriot League have at one time or another been ranked in the top 20 in the country. So um, it's it's a, a game in and game out is is a challenge and and one that uh, our guys uh, uh, gladly accept. And what do you think this year? I know crystal ball time, you may not want to go there, but, um, you know, it's, it's a tough schedule. Uh, again, in my opinion, the Patriot League is a – is probably one of the top five conferences in the uh, in the country, maybe number four even. Um, and um, you know, you have a young team. What do you think? Yeah, well, we better grow up quick. Um, uh, but uh, uh, we listen. We we I do believe that there's there's still uh, there's a lot of talent in in, in this, and I think there's a really strong culture. Um, it's that's of greater greater importance. So. Um, you know, previous senior classes have continued to to leave the program in a better place, and our guys have inherited it, and that's exactly what they want to do this year: is uh, is uh, leave it in a better place um, off the field, but you know, on the field also. So, uh, the the Patriot League with Boston returns. I think it's maybe I might have seen a stat: ninety eight percent of all of their offense from last year's championship team. You clearly got to install them as a favorite. Uh, Loyola uh, has never been too far from the top in any year, and and some of the early returns on them are right there, as uh, uh, as have uh, Navy and uh, um, Lehigh been impressive in the in the in the early season. So, um, and then you throw in a Bucknell, who's uh, who's really a difficult team to play against. So, but, uh, and I'm I'm missing too. Uh, every game is going to be a lot for for our guys. We've got to come ready to play, but. I would just tell you again, Seth, that our expectations are to be are to be the champions and and uh, to be the last team standing. And, and uh, we know we've got some obstacles to overcome to do that, but but that that's our mindset. Okay, if we could talk about the Patriot League a little bit, and also the the uh, the NCAA tournament. I think it's still at eighteen teams. Is that correct? Yeah, so it, 
Uh, 18 teams, yes. yes. Okay. Um, uh, and I think the, the number of uh, teams playing Division One uh, lacrosse on the, on the men's end is, is growing. We're probably over 60 now, I, I would think, yeah. right? 75, Seth. 75. Okay. That's, that's a dramatic increase from a couple of years ago. Yes. Yeah. So it has, it's, uh, it's, uh, on the youth level, it is, uh, the fastest growing sport in the country. Um, and, uh, they, it has exploded in division three where you're a little bit more admissions driven, uh, division two has tripled in size in, in probably the last 10 years, uh, division and division one has been very steadily growing, not at the rate the other two are, uh, for probably title nine reasons and things of that nature, financial budgeting, uh, that part, but, um, it, it is, uh, up to 75 teams now. And you're right, 18, 18 teams in the tournament, really difficult tournament to get into. Um, there are 10 leagues, and now you have um, uh, so you have 10 league champions, and that only makes eight at-large bids. And uh, you know, in that, the uh, ACC is only a five-team conference, so they don't qualify for an at-large bid. And the ACC has traditionally been one of the very best programs. So there's been times where all five of those ACC teams have gone. So now you're looking at maybe three uh, at-large bids. And we've been on the wrong end of a, a couple of them, the last team out in a couple situations. Back in 2017, um, we had two top four wins. Uh, we beat Syracuse at Syracuse, who was number two. We beat Notre Dame here, who was number four in the country uh, and uh, we went 12 and four and still got left out of the tournament. So, I mean, it, it just, uh, that's a, that's an unusual situation. 2021 was another one uh, where, where, uh, uh, you know, we're finishing 13th in the country and not even making it into our NCAA tournament. So uh, it, it really runs through the Patriot league. You got it to guarantee your spot. You got to win that championship and it's no small task. And this year will be uh uh, as as difficult as it's ever been. Okay. I remember a few years back, the Patriot hey, League had three yeah, teams. Yeah, one. I'm sorry, Sal, go ahead. Sal, go ahead. I just, Coach, I just wanted to ask you a little, little bit. And, um, you know, you are recruiting guys probably pretty early, and they're committing a little earlier um just talk about how you your philosophy with recruiting and how you guys do it yeah well I, i'm not sure that it varies all that much um from who we're competing against um we're we're out there uh looking for the very best players that that's where we're that's where the identification process starts is is you know who are these most the most talented guys uh, on the field and, and guys that would fit well. Um, so that's uh, myself and the staff are, are out on the road throughout the summertime and watching, uh, sitting on sidelines and in club games and, and as much high school as you can watch. Um, but that's, uh, that's how we spend our summers, identifying talent. And then what we're doing here and where I feel like we've got a great advantage is, is we're, we're, we're selling West Point. And I think that, that it, this is, in my opinion, is, is the greatest academic institution in the world. Um, I don't believe that there's another place uh, anywhere in the country that you can go to uh, where 
that institution will do more for you than this one. And um, so that's 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 our stance. That's where we take it. Once we find those kids who are who are able to play in our program and and able to um, handle the rigors of of our of our institution academically, and then you know as you get to know them and 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 do your homework around their coaches and teachers, and you find if they're the right fit. Uh, character-wise for us too. So uh, it's it's been good for us. You're correct. We we do uh, the we're in a different cycle. So you know all of our 2023s are committed, and and a large portion of our 2024 uh, are all are verbally committed to us. So um, uh, we're not completely done with that class, and and much of what we've what we're doing recruiting-wise centers around the 2025 class um so uh bringing them up for prospect days and and uh you know we're not able to have any direct contact with them but the identification process is is uh in full bloom for us right now with the 2025s coach one more question about the ncaa tournament any any talk of increasing the number of teams yeah seth i mean uh or isn't anybody in the um, lacrosse world that would would like to see less? You know, we're we're all we're we're banging on the door for more. I believe there's some NCAA. This is on the greater side to to increase it to about twenty five percent of every um, in every sport. Twenty five percent make the NCAA tournament. One of the benefits that lacrosse has had over the years. And uh, unlike many other tournaments, is it makes money. So the tournament makes money. So there, you don't have to go back too far where the national championship game is being played in front of 25, 30, uh, upwards of 45,000 um, if, you, if you went back to 2008 or 9. TV is kind of pulled from that a little bit, but uh, there, there's, it's a revenue, revenue source. So it's given, given us um, a platform to – to say, hey, we deserve more teams in. So there's a push for it. Um, expanding greatly, unlikely, but but uh, if we were able to get a, a, another couple teams in, maybe make it a 20 team, um, that would be something that would be uh, welcome with open arms from the lacrosse community. Okay, thank you. So, um, going into the Rutgers really game, uh, it's a big week. Uh, I said one more question. Going into the Rutgers game, what do you expect from Rutgers? Listen, they're they're very deserving of their of their uh, top eight national ranking. Uh, extremely talented. Um, they have uh, done a great job on their coaching uh, uh, through their coaching staff of blending um, some of the talent that. They've recruited from freshmen, and they've got some great, great players there. And then they have probably about 10 or so grad transfers. And it sounds like that that's, that's, the, that's a great thing and, you know, wonderful to have and, you know, just plug and play. Like, you know, you bring your goalie in from a top 10 program, and now he's your goalie for the year. It, and, and it is. It's a nice luxury to have. But but you've got to have a strong culture in order to bring um, those those type of players in from the outside, have them play significant roles, and still 
you know, and, and be successful. And, and Brian Breck and his staff has done a great job with that. Uh, very talented group, athletic on the defensive end. Uh, Seth, they want to push the ball and transition. And I think that that's where uh, this game will be different from the one we just played. And we've done our best throughout the throughout the uh, uh, work week here to to simulate this. But as soon as that ball comes across the midline, they keep the pressure on you. So they're looking for transitional opportunities uh, as they're subbing their defensive personnel out. They continue to uh, to pressure off the dodge with their attackmen, and then and then once they get into the six on six game, they're, they're, the pressure pressure continues. So that's uh, that is where you know Rutgers is. I don't want to say unique, but is is clearly in the upper echelon in terms of their ability to keep the pressure on you offensively, defensively. Uh, again, uh, I think it's all four of their starters are returners. Uh, from last year, or at least had played some some roles for him. So um, it, it's uh, good talent there. They face off well. Their goalie is a transfer from Harvard, who's who's uh, had a great career there. Um, big big guy in the cage. So some of the some of the um, issues that last year, uh, excuse me, last week's goalie gave us uh, are going to be presented just in terms of size um uh this week and you know we've just got to do a better job than we did last week with with the goaltending so excellent program well coached and it's going to be a great test for us and our guys are, are fired up for it you, you mentioned harvard and we talked about the acc and how all the teams are usually very good uh the ivy league i think six out of the seven teams that play i guess columbia doesn't play but six out of the seven teams were ranked last week um that's another impressive conference you know you uh, yeah uh, and, and it, listen, a lot of what happens around lacrosse, um, the very best high school athletes in other sports uh, will leverage their college to get to the pros. And, you know, so they're, they're just leveraging their abilities to, to get to a college that will get them to pro ball. In our sport, uh, the pro game is is continuing to grow. Uh, it would probably look like the 50s for football or maybe the 40s for football. Like you still have a side job, that type of thing, and you still go. So the very, very best um, athletes in our sport leverage to get into the very best schools so that that, that creates – you know, uh, a lifetime of opportunities for them. So um, when you look at lacrosse across the board, Ivy League, very, very, uh, you know, uh, nationally competitive every year in and year out, you know, the Dukes of the world, Virginia, North Carolina, uh, all, all outstanding. Michigan's got an up and coming program. And, you know, uh, quite honestly, it's, it's a big reason why uh, West Point has, has got the, know tremendous 106 year tradition that we do as we've been able to uh, compete for some of the very best players in the country uh, because of what the institution uh, will afford a young man who who, who uh, graduates from here for and you know how it continues to pay them back for having a West Point degree pays you back for for a lifetime and um, 
you know, so that's how we're able to, to compete for some of the very best talent in the recruiting. Thank you very much. Well, good luck this year. Good luck against Rutgers and good luck the rest of the way. Seth, so much, uh, uh, so much appreciated to, to have me with you today and uh, great meeting you. And uh, again, an impressive, uh, impressive collection that you got, uh, you got in the back there. Thanks for, thanks Thank for telling me a little bit about it off air. Yeah, it's it's a big weekend for Army sports, right, Coach? You're hosting Rutgers at noon at, at Mike uh, Mikey Stadium. Uh, the hockey team has a home game tonight and tomorrow against Mercyhurst. The basketball team is playing Lafayette at six o'clock at Crystal and uh, Army Navy wrestling on Sunday. So a huge weekend. You you guys kick off kind of the Saturday at West Point, and uh, all the best to you um, against Rutgers. And we really appreciate you have having you on and uh, talking all things uh, Army lacrosse. Yeah, thank you, Sal. Listen, I, I do want to, um, if you mind, if I close with this, I don't know if, if you guys are on time. Uh, a couple things I want to, I want to uh, give a shout out to our women's lacrosse program, who last night had their the biggest win um, in uh, their program history in terms of uh, against a ranked team. They beat Jacksonville, number nineteen in uh, number nineteen in the country. Michelle uh, Tumalo is doing a wonderful job. Um, and and uh, uh, with the program as as Kristen Skyra had done before, and then uh, just just around these other programs that are playing, you know, I'm I am a huge fan of each and every one of those programs, um, mostly through their coaches. You know, you had mentioned you had Brian Riley on here, my neighbor, uh, and uh, a close friend does a phenomenal job year in and year out with that program, and Jimmy Allen. Uh, you know, I was texting with him. I think they're. I think that basketball team has got a chance to. Uh, they're young, and they are. They have played everybody at the high. At everybody in that league very tough, and I. I think great things are happening for them uh, come March. And then, you know, Kevin Ward has been uh, has has really brought Army wrestling to another place uh, in recent years too. So, uh, like to like to uh, like for a clean sweep. You know, uh, like to be four and zero. Uh, this uh, this uh, Saturday Sunday, uh, but you can't be four and zero if you're not one and zero first. So that we're gonna, we're going to take uh, we're going we're going to do our best to to get things uh, rolling on Saturday uh, afternoon in Mikey Stadium. Well, good luck to you, and uh, I'll see you up there. Thanks so much again, Coach. Great having you on. Yeah, awesome, Sal. Thank you. Thanks, Seth. Appreciate you yeah, both. It was great uh, having you on, Coach. Look forward to having you on again. Absolutely, would love that. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye.